everyone. Thanks for joining us for this challenge series called Heroes and Villains. In this series, we're looking at lesser known people in the Bible who made an impact on the world in either a positive or a negative way. The foundation verse for this series, Micah 6.8, which says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we're going to look at 12 different characters in the series. Mm -hmm. The first four who act justly or very evil. The second four, they love mercy or they take revenge. And the final four will choose to either walk humbly with God or they'll be consumed with pride. Our goal in this series is to learn through their examples, both good and bad, how to be a better disciple of Jesus. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Heroes and Villains series. This week, we begin the final topic from Micah 6.8, pride or humility. The Bible has a lot to say about these two attitudes. How we handle this subject in our lives can either cause us to fall or to rise in honor. So let's jump in to our very first character, Saul, the first king of Israel. Now, Saul is not really one of the lesser known people in the Bible, but a lot of his story is. We can find Saul's story beginning in 1 Samuel chapter 9. Saul was a tall, handsome young man who God chose to lead his people. But despite his size and good looks, Saul was incredibly insecure. On the day that he was chosen as king, they found him in a stack of baggage hiding. His actions caused some of the people to actually question and say, how can this man save us? Shortly after Saul became king, he was faced with the challenge of going to war against the wicked king of Ammon. The king of Ammon had been terrorizing the Israelites who lived east of the Jordan. He had gouged out the right eye of most of the people, and now he had come to another town to do the same. Despite his insecurities, Saul mustered his courage. He gathered the troops, and they went off to battle. God gave Saul and the Israelites victory that day over the Ammonites. This victory encouraged the people, and they put their confidence in Saul to lead them. God's presence was with Saul, and he continued to have success and victory over his enemies. But somewhere along the way, Saul began to allow the success to go to his head. Years later, the Philistines gathered a huge army, and they attacked Israel. There were so many troops that the Israelite soldiers were hiding in caves and in holes, trembling with fear. Saul himself was in Gilgal, waiting for the prophet Samuel to arrive. Anxious because of the looming threat and the troops slipping away, his old insecurities and pride got the best of him and he disobeyed the commandment of God. When Samuel arrived, he saw the burning sacrifice and he asked Saul, what have you done? The Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now it must end. After this, Saul's pride began to totally take over his life. One of the saddest things is how pride affected his family. Michael, Saul's youngest daughter, fell victim when she became smitten with David, the new upcoming king. When Saul found out that Michael loved David, he used her as a pawn in an effort to get David killed. He told David, the only way that you can marry her is if you bring me the foreskins of a hundred Philistines. 
His plan backfired, though, because David brought him 200 instead. Saul didn't have a choice but to let Michael marry David, but when Michael double-crossed her dad and helped David escape from the trap that Saul had set for him, he was furious. David fled for his life, and out of prideful spite, Saul gave Michael as a wife to another man. Saul's pride caused him to destroy his daughter's life, to hunt his son-in-law David like a dog, to divide his country, to hurt and kill innocent people, to turn allies into foes, and ultimately it cost him his very own life. All right. So Saul, okay. Um, There was something that you said that I know that a lot of people hear and they just, they'll read the Bible and they'll just miss, skip past it. Mm -hmm. But People like me get stuck on it and they want to know why. Mm-hmm. And it was the part where you talked about um, the king of Amnon going in and gouging out the right eye mm-hmm. of all of these soldiers yeah. in these different people groups. And I couldn't just skip past that. I wanted to know why the right eye. Of course not. Yeah. So um did some research and found mm-hmm. out that it was because soldiers would hold their um, shields and their shield would cover their left eye. Mm. So when their their left eye was covered, their right eye was exposed. And if their right eye was gouged out, they couldn't fight. And the question then is like, well, why didn't he just kill them? Well, because it was for many of these these groups who were born and built to fight, Mm It was a greater, a greater pain. A greater to, disgrace. Yeah, to not kill them, but mm-hmm. to put them in a place where they deemed themselves as worthless. Yeah. You know, think about that. It's yeah, like I can, right. if I'm taking away the very thing that you need to operate. Sure. And your protection for your for your family right, and your community. Right. And every time anybody sees you, they mm-hmm. see that you're a failure. So yeah, I, wow. I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought that I think is not, I don't know if interesting is the word, I think it's just gross, is that the 200 foreskins, <laughs> like that's yeah. disgusting. And I know yeah. that it was all about David being set up to fail mm-hmm. because Saul thought there's no way he can do this. And right. then D- David doubled down and... Brought him 200 brought, instead brought him 200. of 100. Yeah. I'm there going, bring me a new car. Maybe <laughs> at the bare minimum, a, yeah. you know, right. a gift card or something. But <laughs> by no means do I want that. Anything but that. <laughs> Anything but that. So um, really, I think that this is such an amazing topic because it is less about a Bible story and more about us. I mean, a lot of these mm-hmm. things we're listening to, and you're like, wow, I never understood that. A lot of the things we've talked about very mm-hmm. much are about us understanding the Word. And although this is still the Word, it really hits close to home it for does. so many of us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so I just have three little thoughts, okay? okay? And the first one is our pride is always, always, always linked to our insecurities. And you can yeah, say, I don't have is. pride or I'm not insecure. First of all, that's not true because you're human. We all we all struggle with insecurity mm-hmm. somewhere, and it's linked to pride. Yeah, It's linked to pride in our life, and you mm-hmm. see that played out in this story. Right. The second thing is when God calls you, is your confidence in your calling or in the one that called you? 
Yeah. Think about that. When, right. when Saul hid, God had anointed Saul and called Saul mm-hmm. yeah. and Saul hid. It was right. because Saul didn't believe in himself. And I think that that's something we have to understand. God, God's call on all of our lives is always too big for us. Mm-hmm. But it was never meant to be about us. It was a partnership with God. When right. God asks right. you to do something, when he asks me to do something, it's mm-hmm. not, hey, go do it and then report back. It yeah. is a, hey, let's do this together. God recognizes mm-hmm. us as human. He sees the humanity, the failure, yeah. the flaws that we all operate in. And right. he says, you can't do this apart from me. What does scripture say? Apart from God? We can do nothing. We can do nothing. Right. right. But so yeah. God, God's been very clear. Like you can't yeah. do this apart from me, but with me, you can do this. Yeah. And you that's what Saul missed. Completely from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then if Saul would have caught this on the front side, mm-hmm. how different would the story have been? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean. Crazy. Because it affected, it affected everything. It affected mm-hmm. his family. It affected everything. Mm-hmm. A country, lot of people. Everything, yeah. Which brings me to my third one. And that is how many people do we hurt when we choose to defend our pride? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he got so defensive and so arrogant and so about himself that there were people immediately, immediate family to generations and generations down Mm -hmm. that were hurt. And understand there's a big difference in taking pride in what you do, being proud of an accomplishment. Yeah. But this is, this is absolutely, but this is that pride of, Essentially what pride is, is it's not allowing God to be part. It's denying the power of God because you put so much clout in yourself. Relying totally on yourself. Completely. And Mm -hmm. so in that process of him, going back to that second point of him, Mm -hmm. his confidence being in the call or on himself and not on God, Mm -hmm. he hurt people, right? Yeah. And and. Lots of them. Yeah. And we don't have time today or probably ever to go into the depth of this, of Mm -hmm. generationally how it impacted Michael and when it went from there and how it really impacted David down the road. Like just. Oh, absolutely. That is such an ugly thing that if you deal with it on the front Mm -hmm. side, it it changes everything. But he didn't. and, And that's why the story went the way it did. So. In thinking about those three things, um, uh, just thinking about what our takeaway is, like what mm-hmm. what is the challenge? What is the thing that we need to work on? And I would say it is address any insecurity from pride that is dictating how you respond to people. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's that's a hard one, and it is. And I'm not talking about a public address. I'm talking about it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Start when you when you respond when somebody upsets you. Why? Why did it upset yeah. you? When something um, you post something on social media and somebody gets defensive, mm-hmm. why does that bother you? Obviously, it's bothering them. Why is it bothering them? But more, don't worry about them. Why is it bothering you? And then. Mm-hmm. When you look at yourself and you do that self-examination of, look at my heart, look at my actions, um, is my confidence in God or is my confidence in myself? 
is did I do something in obedience and now I'm insecure by people's response? Yeah. Ask yourself, really self-examine your heart and then be willing be willing to do something about that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is just, I need to work on this, or I need to go to this person and apologize. Hey, um, you said this, I responded this way. That wasn't you, man. That was all me. And I need yeah, to own that. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to understand that the enemy wants to keep us in a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep us in a place of doubt and fear. Yeah. And because when we, when we, because it, we're afraid. He wants to make us think, well, if you own this, if you tell people that you're not confident in this, or if you tell people that you have fear about this, or if you let people know you look weak, but the truth is when you expose that, it Mm. shows your strength. Right. And it allows God. Exact opposite. Exact opposite. And it allows God to do what God needs to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, I mean, whether that's in, in with your friend group, with if you're in school, um, in your marriage, in your with your mm-hmm. children, whatever that looks like, examine your heart. This isn't something anybody else can do. And don't use this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to go let people know, hey, you're dealing with insecurity. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa. You right. deal with you. You take care of your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then hopefully in your discussion questions, you guys can really start breaking down, man, how does this play out in our friend group, in our community group, in our family? Mm -hmm. Where are we allowing pride to destroy the very thing God wants to do Mm -hmm. in our lives? Yeah. So I know that you and I have already had lots of conversation about this because this is such a intense topic, but so needed. Yeah. And so yeah, good. Right. Um, and I can't wait to hear from all of our friends and all of our other groups that mm-hmm. how how is this playing out in your life? And right. with what are you walking away from? Not tell us your dirty, your dirty secrets, your dark secrets. Right. This is about right. I I had a reality check and Mm -hmm. this is something that the Lord wants to do in my life. And I believe he does. I believe he wants to do something in all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Because he wants us to grow. He wants us to continue to get more and more like him and walk in the freedom that he created for us. I love the way you said like him, striving to be like Jesus, Mm -hmm. which means we got to, we got to kill some things off almost daily. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I know I do. Yeah, me too. Well, I can't wait to hear. Awesome. Very cool. Hey, guys, thanks again for joining us. And we can't wait to be back with you again next week. Yeah.